Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Matt Rooney, thank you so much for joining us. And Matt, of course, is a rising star host here on WPHT, but also an attorney by day. Hey, Matt. Good morning, Dawn, my friend. If I'm a rising star, I don't know what that says for the universe, but I'll take it. (laughs) Coming from you, it's a compliment. (laughs) I don't know. Somebody had said that, and I said, oh, I like that. He's a rising star, but also an attorney as well. So you 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 wear many different hats. I guess rising stars, you're not quite to the Dr. Anthony Mazzarelli level. You know, he's like a superstar, you know, but I guess you're the... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an independent heavenly body on my own quite yet, but I'm like kind of cruising through the galaxy. You know, I pass Anthony, I wave. It's, I think that's how it works. I was never much of a science guy in school, which is why I'm a lawyer, but you know, I think that's how it works. So, um, first of all, the primary election yesterday, uh, Trucker Ed, and in fact, really, it was, I think, to no surprise, it's tough to beat any incumbent. So it was a a win for the incumbents on both sides, the R's and the D's. But take take us through um, what you saw on primary election day in New Jersey. Sure. So, you know, normally primaries are sleepy. We know this. Um, they, They tend to be low turnout. This year is maybe a little bit different because we just went through redistricting in New Jersey. So some politicians got lumped into different districts with other incumbents. And there's also an outside chance, but still a chance that Republicans this year could flip one or both houses of the legislature in New Jersey. You know, Democrats have had control in this state for, for two decades. So that would be a very big deal were that to happen. And two of the big contests were right here in our backyard, as you know, Dawn. We had LD3, where Ed the Trucker Durr was holding off a challenge from his former running mate. He ended up doing it fairly easily. I think most of us thought he definitely had the upper hand, ended up winning two to one. Mm -hmm. I think taking nothing away from the trucker, the brand, extremely powerful, and it worked for him yesterday. So many people remember his historic win over former Senate President Steve Sweeney back in 2021. He got a lot of airtime on Tucker. He's been on your show, other shows on this station, my own program multiple times. Mm -hmm. That was just too much for Beth Sawyer to overcome, even setting aside the positive attributes and the negative aspects of her own campaign. She just, it it was too much, too much to surmount. So that one is now in the books. He's going to face off in the fall against um, former Assemblyman Berzicelli, mm-hmm. who lost in 2021 as part of that Ed Durr sweep. Democrats are now going to put him up. They're going to throw a lot of money behind him. I think he's going to have to find a way to answer the inevitable question that's going to come up from voters. Hey, we just fired you two years ago. Why should we rehire you? Mm-hmm. I don't know what the answer to that's going to be. And then over in um, LD4, which even our Philly viewers, if you want to think of your map in New Jersey, it kind of centers on uh, Gloucester Township and Washington Township. Had a huge race there where there was a big Republican Civil War. Different chairmen from different counties were getting involved. 
Chris Del Borello, former councilman from Washington Township, who incidentally is brothers currently um, on council there. They're setting up a little bit of a Washington Township dynasty. His slate was ultimately successful. He's going to take on Democrat Paul Moriarty in November. Philadelphia area listeners may remember he was a consumer reporter. I worked with him at CBS 3. Yeah, I don't know how you felt, and I won't put you on the spot. Not a lot of people on this side of the river are a fan, even in his own party. Um, I know he's not a fan of me, but again, I mean, that's not any way to grade someone um, because, you know, I just have that effect on some people. But he's defending uh, what is a Democrat open seat. Mm -hmm. Senator Madden decided not to run for reelection in 2023, in part because that district got a little bit redder in redistricting. So this is probably the best chance for Republicans in the entire state to pick up a seat. So you are going to see uh, not hundreds of thousands, but millions of dollars spent on that race over the uh, coming months. Even if you're not in Jersey, if you're over in Philly, you're driving out of the shore to go to the Jersey Shore, you're going to hear and see ads. So it's going to be something else. So as a New Jersey political blogger, I'm extremely excited about it. Um, I think, unfortunately, some voters are going to be a little annoyed by the volume of advertising that's coming. But, uh, you know, here we go. <laughs> Pull up. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. I, and I love to look at even the, the New York Times, you know, covers what's going on in New Jersey. And as they look at, is this a possibility that we're going to see this flip? But is part is there in play with this, you know, with the issue of the whales and the dolphins and what's going down on the Jersey Shore? Do you feel that's gaining more traction? And it seems to be the Republicans now are the ones who are supporting the environmentalists. Yeah. I mean, being a kid that grew up in the 80s and 90s, I remember the left talking about saving the whales. Occasionally you'd see somebody sporting a shirt trying to hand out leaflets. Um, on a street corner, uh, that was one of their pet issues. And now to serve this green agenda, to save the planet, save Mother Gaia, now all of a sudden they have to kill all the whales and dolphins. <laughs> it, doesn't, it, does, it doesn't exactly seem to track. But I think the problem, Dawn, for, for the left on this particular issue is it's so easy to understand. They want to build these huge, hideous wind turbines right off the coast mm-hmm. of Cape May County. So if Phil Murphy gets his way, you are going to, when you go down to Sea Isle, Ocean City, Avalon, Stone Harbor, Wildwoods, you're going to see these things off the coast, mm-hmm. spinning away. And all of the science supports this conclusion. They're not actually going to lower our energy costs. They may actually ultimately end up raising our electric bill costs at the end of the day. No evidence it's actually going to prolong the age of our planet by a single second. And we're killing off wildlife in the process. And they're, they're gaslighting us, Dawn. They're saying, oh, well, there's no direct evidence to back that up. Two problems. Two problems with that position. First yeah. of all, they're refusing to study it. So it's quite easy to say there's no evidence when all the governmental entities refuse to study it. We also have, when you originally submit to get these projects going, the government has on record reports that say that this is a likely outcome. Yeah. So why was it likely before, but now it's tinfoil hat stuff to suggest that it's happening? So I think it's going to have an impact on these elections. I think there's other issues at play, obviously, but it's one that's working against the Democrats because it's just such a clear and easily understandable example mm-hmm. of how the party of science is once again 
succeeding, if at nothing else, proving that they are the ultimate hypocrites. And then the other big issue, I think, for New Jersey is you, you even saw in that poll within the last week or so, Phil Mur- Governor Phil Murphy's popularity going down. I mean, I know it's the economy, yeah. obviously, and jobs leaving and that and all of that. But the schools, education and the and the funding. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. The, the, a lot of a lot of schools, particularly districts in South Jersey mm-hmm. and at the Jersey Shore, uh, were shorted uh, by millions of dollars um, under the most recent school funding proposal. And I think that, uh, you know, New Jerseyans are able to connect the dots. A lot of the districts that got shorted happened to be in places that did not vote for Phil Murphy. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy he is. He's vindictive. So you're paying all these property taxes. Your school district is getting shorted. And on top of that, you have a governor in the state of New Jersey who believes that, yeah, you know, if you're child Sam tells her teacher that she wants to be known as Steve and begin to explore the process of transitioning, that's really none of your business. Mm -hmm. Even though you're the parent, you're the taxpayer, you're someone who, by all the laws of God, man, is supposed to be in charge of stewarding this young person through their minor years. So I think, forget Republicans for a second, I think even a lot of independents and some moderate Democrats, there's still a few kicking around out there. They're getting tired of this guy in his routine. You know, it's one thing to debate tax rates. It's another thing to take a direct shot at parents' rights to parent their own kids. So I, I, yeah. I agree, Zon. I think that that's part of what's happening. I do think it's the economy. I also think Phil Murphy continues to spend more and more time auditioning yeah. for a cabinet position or some future run in his own right. And as Chris Christie found out, we don't take kindly over here to abandoning us, loving us and leaving us for a chance at a seat at the national table. We want someone to actually govern the state, not spend our money running around the country trying to get another job. And that's hurting him, too. Yeah. Um, Well, Matt, is there is there I don't know if you heard in the beginning I was talking about this case of this gentleman um, in Pennsylvania, um, in Pennsylvania, on the Pennsylvania side, where he's standing out on a sidewalk reading the Bible at a pride event, and he's but he's shouting because it's loud, and he's arrested. Have you ever, as a lawyer, taken a case like that? And do you think this is a slam dunk for this guy? He, he was cuffed and arrested, taken away because they said he was being disruptive because the pride event was permitted. As an attorney. You know, have you have you taken cases like that? And where do you see that? Is there any way this guy loses this or it doesn't get thrown out of court? Right. So in full disclosure, I heard something about this okay. on your program. I haven't gotten a chance to read all the details. Yeah, if you could send it to me or if you tweet it, I'll retweet it. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, when it comes to the First Amendment, it, there's two ways to break it down. Right. The court is fine with certain time and place restrictions. Right. So. Yes, it's okay for the government to say, you know, yes, you can at this appropriate place and time make your statement, but maybe not with a megaphone outside a private residence at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) That's just logical. That's common sense. It's content restrictions Mm -hmm. we tend to clamp down on. So I think the question here, and I'd have to know a few more facts, is, you know, what was the nature of this guy's involvement in the rally? Was he just standing on a public street corner mm-hmm. making his statement, not bothering anyone? Or was he actually trying to disrupt an event that had a permit? I mean, those are the kinds of things yeah. this this may turn on. But, of course, you know, setting all that aside for a second, 
once again, we have the hypocrisy. If the shoe was on the other foot and this guy was standing on a street corner screaming, hey, free hormone blockers for all children. <laughs> I have a feeling that our friends on the left uh, over at the Inky and elsewhere, yeah. um, they'd be screaming from the rooftops. This person needed justice. Well put. Well, Matt Rooney, thank you so much um, for giving us your take on the, and the breakdown of the election. By the way, do you think uh, Sweeney is going to run for governor? Did you hear from it's, him? It's incredible. It's incredible, but apparently that's his plan, which, I mean, you know, Dawn, from having to follow this stuff for so so long time, I mean, it's hard enough to win as it is um, when you're running for high office to go away for years. You're out of the public limelight and then jump back in. Not an easy feat. And on top of that, you know, Sweeney, he's staked out some somewhat moderate positions over the years. Mm -hmm. The Democrat Party in New Jersey, I mean, it's to the left of Mal now. So I don't I don't see where his path goes, but apparently George Norcross, you know, head of the South Jersey Democrat machine Mm -hmm. and some other uh, backers in the state party, they're open to seeing him get back in the race. So uh, apparently I welcome it because I think he'd be an easy win for us. But we'll see. (laughs) We'll see if he ultimately takes the plunge. Yeah, we'll see. Well, thank you, Matt, uh, Matt Rooney. It's so good to chat with you. And we always love your show on Sundays. Well, is Ed Durr finally, is he going to call in and are you going to have him on your show on Sunday, Trucker Ed? He's absolutely Take welcome a victory to. Lap? I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him about it, but look, just, just very briefly, I've said it from day one. I did four debates this year. Two of them were empty chairs. One of the empty chair candidates didn't show up. One, Ed Durr, the other lost, Betty Lou DeCroach. It was never personal. Yeah. I'm just a big believer that elected officials should subject themselves to public scrutiny. So, Ed, if you're listening, you still have my <laughs> cell phone number. You've been on plenty of times before. Call in this weekend and we'll talk about it. All right. You, you heard it there. Matt Rooney, thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you, Dawn. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.